Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is Girls Stop Playing, a weekly show that empowers black women to stop playing with their potential so they can live a life that they love. I'm Coriel, your favorite homegirl, and I'm on a mission to help black women make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you're willing to work. You're tuned in to the Girl Stop Playing podcast. I'm your favorite homegirl, Coriel, here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. You already know that I'm bringing you the information and the conversations to help you make the money and get the honey. You can have it all as long as you are willing to work. And today, I have a working woman in the studio. We got my girl, Lorraine, in the building. Hey, boo. Okay, so introduce yourself for the people. Oh, I always hate the introductions, but okay. So, Lorraine Funderburg, lawyer, mommy for the culture, also wellness coach. Um, actually, I like to say wellness practitioner. Okay. I love that one a lot much better. Um, yeah, that's like my recent baby, but that's like my coming into myself. Yes, like coming version. into yourself. I feel like, look, right, yeah. I have no idea when we came in contact, what year it was, how we met, literally have no idea. Yes. But I feel like what I have seen from you over the last year, <laughs> 18 months, has been like the butterfly, you know, like mm-hmm. coming out of the cocoon and just this, Hello. all of this, all of you. <laughs> what was the initial spark and, and I'm, am i wrong when i say 12 months 18 months like it's when probably it's been longer than that okay for sure but as far as like our it may have been well, a when did little you start the wellness part okay. i feel like i've seen a, a trans transition yes. when when you started doing the wellness yes. and so you're correct as far as that as far as me like seeking wellness as a business okay but i had been seeking wellness and like self-care self-love self-compassion and just uh, overall sense of self for some years prior to that and it really came to me because um, you know I was doing my thing I was momming I was lawyering I was doing everything from the outside looking in that looked great everybody was always like oh you're so fabulous and I'm like (laughs) you know it felt good to have that like external validation but there was something that was missing internally Mm -hmm. for a very long time and I think it wasn't until I really achieved all of the things that like people in society felt like you got it that I was like "Mm, this ain't it you know and so then I started looking I was like on this journey of seeking I'm like what is it what am I looking for what am I missing why do I feel ungrateful because my life is great phenomenal Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like everything is great all the boxes are checked but there was just still this like emptiness and so 
I did just start looking into other types of thing and I was um, coaching was a thing right and so I used to think it was like an Instagram profession because it was like all these people were like oh I'm a fitness coach I'm a, a finance coach I'm a you know all these coaches and I'm like is this what is this and I met a life coach at an event I had actually so um, an entertainment attorney by like my, my former trade and so I went to this event that um, was for entertainment lawyers. But one of the panelists was a coach. Mm -hmm. She was a life coach. And so while everybody's like keyed in to all the entertainment people on the panel, I'm like, when the life coach got up in there, I was like, who is this? You know, like, what is she talking? She was just speaking my language. So we ended up exchanging information. I started working with her for a little while. And then all these other things kind of started to come to me where it was like, oh, I've been dealing with just very small aspects of my life. You know what I mean? mean like oh finances like oh you can be great in that area and boom like oh as far as like your working career you can be great in that area and boom but then when you're talking about like the relationships you have with like your family or friends or when you're talking about like extracurricular activities when you're talking about spirituality all these other things that I had never really taken time to really sit down and think about because I had always been so like driven in the area of like, oh, let me make money, let me be this person. Exactly. And all those other things were falling to the wayside and I didn't realize how important those things that were falling to the wayside were. And you don't, most people don't realize it until they get to a certain level in their career with their finances and they're like oh like i've wasted i'm, I'm yeah so not happy. i'm not happy i'm empty i've wasted all of this time all of these things and like for me i'm like i didn't have to reach the mountaintop you know it was like i was getting to a certain level and i'm like this ain't it you know like, you could tell on yeah. the climb that this i don't like where i'm going exactly but i think how do how does that happen i think we raise our children to only focus on doing good at school. What do you want to be when you grow up? We mm -hmm. never talk about feelings. We never talk about emotional wellness. We mm -hmm. never talk about what makes you happy. We put kids in extracurricular activities in hopes that they get a scholarship one day. Not because we want them to express themselves yes. or explore new things. It's literally very performative. So I think that our generation we're doing we're doing it differently. Oh, we're killing it. We're killing it because oh, we're, we're being so it. intentional. <laughs> we are taking like accountability. We're just trying to be better. Exactly. And our kids are gonna, you know, they're and not better of for you know. There was a generation I think before us that was better for the sake of like I want to give my kids all the things I didn't have, mm -hmm. right? But what they were doing was imposing all of their beliefs, all of their like like shortcomings and traumas on their children. Like now you're gonna have this and the kid is like I don't want that I don't want that I don't want, mm -hmm. I don't want that I don't want any parts in that but we're like well you're gonna have it because that's just what you're gonna do but like I think our generation is more of the generation of like we're gonna look and see like what is it that our kids like what are that you know we ask them the questions mm -hmm. we talk to them about yeah. all of that stuff and even I'm like even conversations with my mother she's always like eh, you know a kid should be in a kid's place and I'm like what does that mean exactly I'm like children are people 
at the end of the day, they, they have, have questions, feelings, they have thinking. emotions, like all of the things. Like I see it with my children every day, even when I pick them up from school, it's like, oh, well, how was your day? And even though it's almost a superficial question, because even for me personally, I'm looking for a superficial response because I'm not always tapped into like, that's no, just let's the natural this, response. Right, exactly. Yeah. Let's have this emotional conversation about your day in the car. But but I still sense a pattern, you know what I mean? Like, I can see when it's like, oh, they're, like, fine, but there's that undertone of, like, no, it wasn't fine. And so now it's, like, on us to be like, okay, well, what what was fine about it or what was mm -hmm. not fine about it? And really dig in to see, like, what is going on with these little people because they definitely feel the same way in which we do, and we have been taught generation after generation to just dismiss them all the time. Yep. And that's so unfair because it it does so many things to them like as they get older. Like it teaches them not to trust themselves. It teaches them to be like insecure and all of those things because they're like, well, my opinion doesn't really matter mm -hmm. because nobody ever really cared to ask. to ask or even to the extent they did. They're like, whatever. Or value know? my response. Exactly. How do you... How do you use the lessons that the lesson that you had to learn the hard way, mm -hmm. which it ain't that hard of a lesson, Lorraine. You went to law school, you were a successful <laughs> lawyer, and then you like, okay, this shit ain't for me. So it's not like you had to learn like a and I'm sure there were some challenges. Yes. So I'm not trying to minimize it, but yes. you learned these lessons by going through this experience so that hopefully your kids don't have to go through that right. exact same experience. So having climbed the corporate career that so many people society is like you're a lawyer you're a doctor you're a, we think that that is the epitome the right it's all the things <laughs> so having done that and then still have to do the self-work to figure out okay well who is Lorraine what do I love what like what who am I how do you use that now to raise your children Whew. Honestly, I coach my children. Okay. So coaching you turn was into an Instagram coach. Lorraine? No, not an Instagram not coach, an okay. official one. Okay. So I am nationally board certified. Oh, oh, for real, for real. Yes, and so that's what. So I didn't even know that was a thing. So when I was going through my journey of like self care, self love, and just like looking for things, uh, one of the first things. Um, that really was transformative in my life was going through Queen Afua's mm. Rites of Passage program for Sacred Woman. How long ago did you do that? I did that in 2021, okay. the summer of 2021. I feel like that was it. That was it. Okay, okay, okay. When I came on your she was like, you know what? There's somebody. Yes. Because before I was probably just, you know, a lawyer on social media. But then it's like, oh, a certain light starts to show. And honestly, that's what a lot of people started telling me, like, as I was going through the program and towards the end of it. And I didn't know. You know how you hear, like, you know, Deepak Chopra and, like, the gurus, they'll always be like, oh, they'll say these things that sound good. And you're like, oh, okay, it makes sense. But you don't really feel them, right? And so um, there were a lot of those things. And I'm like, oh, you know, for years I'm doing yoga, I'm meditating, I'm, like, lighting my crystals under the moon and, you know, like, doing... Charging them right. up, drinking your crystal water. <laughs> right, doing all of the things. But it wasn't until it was, like, a ritualistic thing where it was like, okay, now you're waking up at 4 o'clock every morning and you're doing a salt bath and you're praying and you're uh, doing an offering and you're meditating on something very specific and you're... Like, like really, really doing the work. It was like a 
like a coursework on doing the work. I had the accountability. Mm. I had the instructors. I had other people who have gone through those journeys who were committed to having other people like change themselves for the better. And I felt all of that. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, and in that space, I finally felt like, hmm. Like, I was kind of finding a sense of belonging. So that was also a thing for me. Like, when I became an attorney, like, I'm like, so one thing is I'm like, I come from niggas, right? And so only person in my family to, like, go to college. Definitely the only one. No, one of my cousins went to college after me. She went to Clark, too. But um, definitely the only one to go to law school. Um, Me being, like, a scholar or, you know, an attorney or any of those things, like, I don't come from that type of family, so that's not something that they even are, like, proud of or excited about. You know what I mean? So I came from a space of, like, I'm just doing this, (laughs) and, you know, hopefully it pans out. And then my family's kind of looking at me like, "Mm, who does she think she is, you know? Like, and so I had that backdrop, which was, like, a struggle. And then it was also, like, I because I come from that backdrop, I'm like, I don't really fool with, you know, people who are (laughs) on this journey as Mm -hmm, well. mm -hmm. So I was always very, like, "Mm, I'm not really sure about it. And I'll tell you, honestly, um, and I tell people all the time because I have a very love-hate relationship with social media. It was social media that really blew up my career because I was very open and transparent and honest about who I was. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I'm this person, this person, this person. And I also happened to be an attorney. And people fell in love with, like, who I was outside of it and mm-hmm. was like, oh, and, and she's a she lawyer. Can, yeah. <laughs> and she's a lawyer. And so it was like, okay, I'm fooling with this. But then there was a, a period of my life where I think it went to my head a little bit too much because then it it became so much outside validation for the fact that I was a lawyer and I really didn't identify with this person. I was like, I'm not a lawyer. This is actually just something that I do. Did you you feel like you had to keep up with this persona that people had, this expectation? Yes, yes. Yes, and it was exhausting mm-hmm. because once I realized I had to keep up with it, I became one of those people. I'm a rebel too, so yeah, I'm not, like, I don't, don't want to do it. Yeah, I don't want to do it, and fuck everybody who's over here trying, trying to, to get me to do yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it. And <laughs> it was like that became an, another struggle. But it was like, okay, as I'm going on this journey, and then when I went through the rites of passage journey, and um, I realized too, and through that, so we went through these like 12 stages. Of, How long is it? I'm curious. So they say it's 12 weeks, but it really lasted for like five or six months. Okay. Um, it's 12 gateways that you go through, but because things are happening throughout the period of time, like you end up like spreading it out. It might not be consecutive. Out. Correct. Okay. Um, which I loved because I needed something that was going to be, like, locked me in for longer than three months. Like, you're going to have to get me all the way in for a period of time for this to become something Your that, lifestyle. like, exactly. Yeah. And um, towards the end of it was when I really started to feel like, that's when I realized that I had started to, um, not that I had started to, but like I thought I was this person who always marched to a beat of my own drum. I'm like, I do what I want, whenever I want to do it, I don't care what anybody thinks, blah, blah, you know, and I was so firm on that. And then as I was like unveiling all the pieces and peeling back all the onions, I'm like, no, 
<laughs> actually, you've actually created your whole entire life based on everybody else's expectations of you. Like nothing that you have done in your life to date has anything to do with who you are as a person, who you want to show up in as the in the world, none of that. It was like, you literally, people were always like, oh, you're smart, you should be a lawyer. And I'm like, oh, here I am, you know, all these years later, now I'm But then you find yourself fighting. Fighting. And that's wise, because I, I did not have the right intention for exactly. this. Exactly. I'm doing this based on what other people thought I should do, yep. what other people wanted for me. And yep. then that's a woman thing, I feel like, because mm -hmm. we will literally choose a career path. <laughs> you know, like, we will literally dedicate our lives, lives. to something based on what our mama said when we were five years old yep. or based on what our friends are. You know, like, we'll literally let people convince us to do certain things. So after this rites of passage, because I've personally been curious, like, mm -hmm. we'll talk off, off camera, <laughs> but what was, like, LaRae 2.0, like, after you emerged post the rites of passage? What was the biggest, Ooh, I guess, change? It, it was really doing nothing. Doing nothing and being okay with doing nothing. Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> we're performative people. Yeah. We, if we're not performing and achieving, you we're feel failing. Like you ain't shit. Yeah, you're a failure. Yeah. How did how so how do you do nothing, Lorraine? Oh no, it was hard. It was hard. And it literally took I wanna say almost a year. Cause for the first Four months, I was doing nothing, but I was still doing Wait, something. Wait, so are you not supposed to do nothing? Like, explain this to me. Is the assignment, I don't, like, go home and do nothing? No, so I can't say what the assignment is, per se. For me, on my life, I needed to do nothing so that I could figure out what the my something. next step was Got going you. to be. Gotcha, And okay. so I knew if I continued to move in the rate that I was moving, that I would never have time to figure it out, because... I would be distracted by all of the things. Like, I'm like, I can stop being a lawyer, but I can't stop being a mother. I can't stop being a daughter. I can't stop being a sister. I can't stop being a friend. Like, none of those things you can really put on the back burner. But most of the time, your careers take up everything, mm -hmm. right? Those are the reasons you don't get to see all of the people that you know and love and all of those things. So I was like, okay, if I can take some time and space away from this thing, and start putting everything else into this, and then also saving some of that time to just do nothing. So, Lorraine, I feel like when I watch shows, it's like the HGTV show when the couple shows up with the $5 million budget and they work like down at the factory. <laughs> and it's like, well, how do y'all do that? Make it make sense. So, I just feel like somebody's gonna watch this and they're gonna be like, she took a year know. off of work. I need to take some time off. I need to do nothing. How did you do nothing? You got two kids, Lorraine. It's creative. No, and it is. And so, <laughs> and because people look from the outside looking in and are like, oh, no, you still maintain a certain lifestyle. And I do to a certain extent. But there are lots of ways to do what it is that you want to do. Like, I'm a huge spa person, right? I go to the spa probably like three or four times out of the week but I have a spa membership at a place that charges me the amount that it would cost somebody else to just go into the spa one day. But Another if you thing sat I'll down need to and, know off camera. Yeah, uh, if you just sat down with the people when you went to the spa, they would tell you, like, you could get a massage today for $250, or you could get a membership for $175, get your massage, and then have access to the spa for the entire month. 
So you are just working smarter and not harder. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That's because it's <laughs> because it's not impossible, and I'm not. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm not balling out of control, but I definitely spend my money where I want it to be spent. That is what I think social media has gotten us away from. And I'm even, I have even fallen victim to not necessarily, because I'm not a, like a materialistic person. So social media has not made me feel like I need things, mm -hmm. but it has made me even more performative. Like I have to achieve these things and accomplish these things because if they can do it, if they can do it, if they can do it, I got to do it too. Mm -hmm. And I think social media will have you thinking that you have to be living this luxurious life or everybody else is living a luxurious right. life. Right. And that is not the and case. And it's not the case because nobody's going to show you their bad days. They're only showing you their highlight reels and I'll tell you honestly this year and I was pissed not this year this year for my taxes because last year I was like I was barely working and I didn't have a staff I didn't have employees I like I didn't have people to write shit off for nothing and in my mind I'm like barely working but I would take on the clients that were like very low maintenance and very good lucrative. bang for my buck, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And then when it came down to tax time, <laughs> my tax person is like, you don't got no expenses to write off all <laughs> this shit you did And I was like, hold on, we got to figure this out. <laughs> like, but it really made me realize because I was like, you know. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What all these other years I have been working to achieve this and maybe like I made you know a fraction more the years prior mm. but all of that was money that was not going in my pocket right. at wow. the end of the so day so you're doing less and making more and having Absolute, more time and having more time and more <laughs> so do we need to do the rites of passage how do we get here Lorraine? what we got to do i mean yes. I, I recommend for most people to do the rites of passage honestly it's not like i i work with queen of food and now she's actually one of my clients like after going through the whole thing and you know we ended up building a relationship and everything but like she's somebody who i'm like 
you were the first person that I met who really like changed my life. And I meet lots of people, like great, phenomenal people all of the time. And people ask me a lot, even in interviews, like, oh, who was somebody who inspires you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, not that people aren't great in their own rights. And I'm like, inspires me like that's very huge you know what i mean like inspires me me to do something inspires me to be a better person i'm like "Mm, i don't know you know but she was one of those people and so like i forever hands down i'm like so for people who are not familiar and i'm i'm one of those people i'm not real familiar (laughs) but what is the rites of passage like what is the purpose or the intention what is supposed to be on the other side of it so um she wrote a book I think almost like over 20 years ago it's called Sacred Woman and so she created a rites of passage based off of the book to become to become a sacred woman and it's really just tapping into your divine feminine energy it's really just understanding the relationship between us as black women our ancestors are like tapping into like African natural traditions all of the things that have been like repurposed and sold to us as somebody else's stuff like yoga reiki like any of that right you're like oh those are the indians who do that i'm like no that's african like all of that stuff originated with us Mm -hmm. and so being able to make that connection and to tap into it in a real way because it's like now there's not that divide of like I'm learning somebody else's culture to like invest in it for me you're like no I'm understanding actually where it originated Mm -hmm. from knowing that it originated from my people and then being able to be like oh this this resonates with Mm me and for me it was more the uh, like the spirituality piece because I was somebody who grew up my mom is a Bible thumper, okay? She's, like, been rebuking me in the name of Jesus <laughs> since I could ever remember, right? And so I had a very strange relationship with God, you know, because I was just like, oh, if I don't do what my mother wants me to do, then I'm going to hell, you know? And I'm like, and then all the stuff that people say, and it's like, oh, this fearing, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm trying to sign up for that, you know? <laughs> like, if this is... I don't identify with I this. don't identify with it, and even more than anything, I realized the part that I didn't identify with was like father-son, here that part and so through that rites of passage they talk a lot about like you know the feminine is the creator because we, we, are, the we creator. are the creators right like think about it I'm like y'all really wrote a whole book and deceived the entire universe listen Lorraine <laughs> this is the thing with the the again the millennials we out here getting our shit together yeah. okay we are not playing with y'all we didn't question everything yes. we don't come up with our own conclusions that makes sense and then we're gonna move forward and teach our children the same because so many of us grew up I didn't grow up in a with a Bible thumper but we went to church every so often but I I grew up as Christianity being the only religion that I knew I also knew that some of that stuff did not make sense to me some of that stuff it just does not make sense and when I ask questions nobody has the answers that was not okay with me and so I didn't know none of what I know now I just knew that this don't make sense I don't really fit in here and I don't really believe what y'all are saying but as we evolve and mature and again we're like tapping into these resources and these you know these um, just new ways of of living like we're not afraid that we're going to go to hell for learning something new or trying something new so I love that 
No, and I think, I feel like that's one of the most important pieces. I know it was for me. Like, I didn't know that the spirituality piece was really what I was missing when I was going on this journey. Mm -hmm. And I would have never guessed it because I thought spirituality and religion before where they they were so inextricably linked you Mm -hmm, know what i mean mm -hmm. but they're so separate as they're so separate and so being able to like really understand god as like the divine and like living in me and me being like a manifestation of of god like oh like i literally god literally created me because he wanted to not even he he she i say that all the time created creatress created me because they wanted to see something very specific in this world and when you know that you were created for a very specific purpose regardless of if you know what that purpose is just knowing that like oh i was created for a purpose is like so do you feel like the year of doing nothing allowed you to discover what your purpose was and mm, not discover what okay yes and no because i i'm a firm believer of purpose changes over time i think you think it's seasonal i don't want to say seasonal but kind of in a way right i think we have been sold a version of purpose in the way we've been sold versions of a lot of things right and so purpose is one of those things and it's easy to sell people that because now you can send them on this path of like oh you got to go find your purpose 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 and this is how you do it and this is how much it's going to cost you to do it and you know we are the only way you can get to your purpose and all of these things without people understanding and realizing that like because for me purpose is learning how to live in love like in the present and that is always going to change like day to day right how you live and how you love in the present is going to change as the presence is going to change but I think people put a thing on it like oh yeah my purpose is to help 500 people to (laughs) you know uh, that's not your purpose like for real for real that could be a goal that's like in furtherance of your purpose but at the end of the day I think we all have the same purpose which is which is to just live and love and be of service to one another like that's it do you think that we would ever or do you think that you could have ever gotten to that place without that period of rest? And the reason I'm asking is because most people don't get a period of rest. Most no. people don't ever. I had someone, it might have been on Instagram, but talking about the fact that, like, the luxury of going to jail. Because <laughs> in, no other, in no other period yes. of your life do you just have nothing to do. Exactly. Just nothing but time. You got time to think. Time yeah. to be with yourself. Time to write out your big ideas. Like, we usually don't have, right. unless you're bedridden, we usually yeah. don't have a break from the hustle and bustle and responsibilities and the titles and the roles and responsibilities. So I'm just curious, do you think you could have gotten to this place without that rest? Or how can we get to this place? I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think so, because I tried it on a number of levels mm. prior to being like, you're just gonna have to not do nothing you know like i was trying to convince myself in a number of ways like the idea was like do nothing maybe just cut back on some distractions do less work you know hire some help you know like all of the things that are like oh, okay 
But no, honestly, I don't I don't think so. And I think more people need to know and learn and understand that you actually have more time and opportunity to do nothing than you ever thought. And at 4 a.m. though, Lorraine, I got to get I mean, up at 4. Yeah, I, mean, I got to get up at 4. I mean, sometimes that's what it takes. That's what it is. Sometimes okay. that's okay. what it Give takes. It to me. Just that's tell how me. I started though. That's what I'm telling you. That's how I started and then 4 a.m. turned into all day. And so I started with that, and that was a very, not a small mindset, but it was a shift in mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And it made me feel like, oh, my God, like, I do love this. I do love waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning. My phone's not ringing. Nobody's texting me. My kids aren't up. Nobody's emailing me. I don't have anything to do but to worry about myself. But imagine having that for You were homeschooling your day. kids, though, Lorraine. I was. How? 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 It was a struggle. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. For my son, not so much, because he's very scholastic, likes to learn all the things. The little one, the little girl. That girl, though. It always girl. be that girl. I'm telling you, I was like, oh, she got to go to school. I would still <laughs> homeschool my son today and be like, you going to school. We taking you to school every morning. <laughs> Early. We going to be there. home, but you got to go to school. But, um... Uh, maybe a year is not feasible for everyone. Like, I was, because um, I'm like you, right? I'm not materialistic. I don't buy a lot of things. I spend money on experiences. I'm not trying to experience everything every month. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but a lot of people waste money on stuff that they don't even realize they're wasting money on. This you know, true. like, whether it's, like, food, even gas. I'm like, if you made a real good plan about, like, how you're going to structure your day, you're not even wasting a lot of money on gas. Like, you do have to be strategic to a certain amount if you're like, hey, I'm going to cut out the majority of my income. income. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's why I had to have you answer that part of it because... Again, you will see somebody doing something on social media or on a podcast and mm -hmm. say, that's what I need. I just need to take a break. Right. Sis. It's not for you. It might. <laughs> maybe not in this season. Right. Or maybe it's not a full-time break. Maybe right. it's a, you're going to take a couple days out of the week and do a break. You know, like, make it make sense for you. Right. But don't try to go out here and do what you've been saying somebody else doing no, on social media. No, absolutely not. And have, like, a support system. You know what I mean? To a certain degree. Like, I mean, support always helps, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, if you're married, then you probably have a little bit more leeway. Um, that wasn't the case for me. But I definitely, like I said, I'm like, I'm very aware of, like, I've been budgeting for a long time. Not budgeting, but expensing. I know what my expenses are every month. And so I know what, what I have can, to, yeah. right, I know what I have to bring in regardless. And I'm like, hey, if we take care of that at a bare minimum, then good we're good. good. We're good. And most of the time you don't need as much as you think that you do. Like, a this lot of us get caught up into, and I was guilty of that. Like, I was somebody who was, like, for years I was broke, and you would have never known I was broke, or I never felt like I was broke. It wasn't until I started making money that I started being, like, this money Nazi, you know? And then I was just like, oh, no, I got to save this, hold this, <laughs> and I can't do this, that, and the third. And that really bothered me because I was like... Before, you were like, anyway, the wind blows. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you always manage. And so I think that's another piece of it is that people need to not be so, like, we need money for sure. And account for what it is that you need. But outside of that, don't be so, like, 
aggressive about that's not about it because we live in a world where the universe is abundant and god is always going to provide for you especially if you're doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and so just walking that knowing and that faith and i'm like I mean, should I survive? <laughs> Look, God be coming through, but baby, he be on 285, like cutting it close, okay, to get to your girl. I be and like, sometimes oh, that might oh. be the case. And you know what? I you was learn almost a, on the ground. You learn a little lesson in that you process. Sure do, baby. But you never, and, and that's what I think about all the time. I literally think about all the time. Like, how many times have you failed yourself? How many times have you been under a bridge and living in a I tent? have not been under that bridge yet. Never. Exactly. This is true. Exactly. And so, exactly. And so you have to know and trust yourself to a certain degree that I'm not going to lead myself astray, Mm. regardless. I have enough sense, enough wherewithal, enough responsibilities, and enough love for myself that I'm not about to put myself in a horrible situation. And the second it starts to feel like that, we're going to reevaluate this plan. So, wellness practitioner Lorraine, mm-hmm. you're spreading all of this, <laughs> giving it up for the people. Yeah, the people want some of this, right? They're they're looking at you. I mean, the jacket alone got them like, oh, who is ew, she? Okay, <laughs> but what does your style of wellness look like? Because you sent me like a sound bowl thing that I didn't make, but I really want to come. So I yes. want to know about sound bowl. But what are the different? Are they modalities? Is that what they're yes, called? That's look at exactly me, non. What, they call. You do what are the different modalities that you practice? So for me, it would be movement, which would be mainly yoga. Okay, I'm huge into the. Is sound this what therapy. you practice, or what you do for other people? Both, both. Okay, both. So, um, yes, both. Um, Reiki master. I'm a Reiki master, okay. certified Reiki master. I'm also a certified sound bowl therapist. Okay, um, but I love the sound therapy, even if it's just like the crystal sound bowls. That's what I invited you to okay. to come in. So and there's hear different that. kind of sound therapy. Yes, and okay. so the other sound bowls that I do are the Tibetan sound bowls, and those are harmonic sound and touch therapy. And so you actually place those in certain places of the body, and so you get to actually feel the vibration when you're playing those, girls. Unmatched. Talk about the what's the benefit of sound ther- uh, sound therapy because these are not things that we grew up seeing people do or talking about. Right, and so sound therapy is like everything is frequency, mm-hmm. like us talking, us existing, everything around is all sound, right? And so the way to actually get to a place of healing the cells and the frequency and the healing like on an internal level is by frequency, Mm. energetically. And so that's why people do Reiki, because that's energetic medicine, but actual sound therapy is also because it's the sound waves. And so when you're doing um, the sounds at certain frequencies, it matches to certain of your chakras, and it heals those at the different levels. And with the touch therapy, it's like it's internal to a certain degree. So it's not just you're hearing it and it's you not just it. a vibration. Yeah, you're feeling it more internally. And so it's good for not only just um, 
like relaxation and meditation but there are people who have had like actual health issues that over time have been able to be healed by having mm. like sound therapy harmonic sound and touch therapy and things like that so i'm a huge proponent of the sound therapy for sure like so that's how often like what's thing. the recommendation is it like yoga like a yoga no, practice no 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 so you don't have to do it every day okay. like unless you're a sound therapist yourself and you want to buy a bowl and just you know play one occasionally throughout the day or you know is that the little thing with the mallet so that's one of them, yes. But so, I mean, this, yeah. this ain't right. Though. It don't <laughs> no, heal no, no. nothing. It's just a little. No, it's not that it doesn't. It's just it's small, and those are more for decoration. That's what right? I feel like. Yes, I'm just playing And around. so, because those are the Tibetan bowls, okay. but you buy the bigger ones, and those are the ones that are used for actual the sound touch therapy. Gotcha. And so, yeah, those are more because you can't even really play those that well. And no. I was very confused about it for a while because I think I bought a sound bowl small set, and I was like, "What? This it ain't making." Work. Sound. I'm like, yeah. this doesn't work. But I went and did a certification, and they're like, no, you need the big bowls, and this is what you actually use them for, more for the vibration as opposed Got to it. the sound. The crystal is for the sound, for sure. But, um, yeah, it's just another way of healing because all healing really is done on a cellular level when you're talking about holistic healing. When we're dealing with modern medicine they're not trying to heal anything they're just trying to That's cure your symptoms mm -hmm. right like okay we'll just let you do this and you'll be okay for a period of time like that's it but if you want to actually get to the root of what your problem is and get to it then those um types of therapies are definitely the ones and they're just part of the holistic so how do people like work with you in this way? Do can they book like a sound session yes. or Okay. Absolutely. Well, somebody want to book one. It's me. <laughs> but look at this camera for the people watching and tell them how they can find you online and where to book you. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Holistic Lawyer Mommy. That's Holistic H O L I S T I C Lawyer Mommy. Um, or on my website, elevatelegally.com. You can just, um, I do have a list of services up there, but if you don't see anything up there, because I don't think I have the sound therapy up there because that's only for people who are local, but you can definitely reach me on my contact form and let me know that that's what you're looking for, for sure. And I'll keep y'all posted. I'll let you know how my little <laughs> sound session goes, because I've been saying I'm going to do it, and it keeps coming back around, so I feel like it's time. Yes, we could definitely so I'm gonna do tap it. In. I'm going to tap in, get some cellular healing, y'all. I'll let y'all know how it goes. I'm so glad you came by. I'm so happy You got to come back. Me. We didn't even talk about no weed smoking. Girl, none, we'll talk about that on none next of the real thing. None of the real shit? Okay, we'll right. talk about, we're going to talk about it on the next episode, okay? Right. She's going to come on back, y'all. Make sure you follow my girl. Tap in, okay? Share yes. this episode with a friend and I'll catch you next week. Peace. So if you made it this far, I just know you loved that episode. Well, what you did not know is that we recorded it right here in ATL at Elevate Studios. Yes, your girl has her own studio, y'all. And it's not just for me. I'm opening it up for you, too. So if you have a podcast, if you are a vlogger, a YouTuber, or a content creator, and you are looking for a professional studio to record your content, or you want to hire me and my team to fully produce your content, make sure you check out the show notes below or log on to elevateagency.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.